What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Uh, the only reason why I didn't come back with the results of All Out is because I posted a show the day before, and whenever I post a show too soon after, the views for the show before don't go up, and we need those views and listen so we can make some money. You know what I mean? Keep the doors open and the lights on. Anyway, this show really is pretty much what just happened all on AEW Dynamite. In case you missed it or you're in a different region where you didn't get to see it yet, you can hear it here. If you don't want to, definitely tune out because I got the whole show pretty much. I got my thoughts on NXT last night, and we got a couple random stories. Well, some wrestling stories, not really random. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms. Also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number 1. And stick around to the end of the show, because I do have how you can win a Fiend Elite action figure. We're already at 222 subs on YouTube. Once we hit 300, I'll be giving that figure away. So make sure you stick around to the end of the show to find out how you can win. And if you miss me on social media, I'm still on Twitter. But on Facebook, I've been a bad boy. I've been put in Facebook jail. So I'm not able to post or anything in our group, unfortunately, until like October 2nd. So just bear with us and check out our Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 for all your awesome wrestling news. Anyway, let's get to Dynamite. Dynamite was entertaining as always. You gotta love Dynamite. They had a great show. It opened with an MJF and Jericho uh, little promo. They were outside giving each other props, like really putting each other over. And as both of them walked away, they were both talking shit on each other. So it was really funny. I don't know exactly what it meant, but I like always seeing those two together. Then Eddie Kingston and his new faction had a great segment also. They are hinting at Lucha Brothers splitting up, which is way too soon if you ask me. Now, Phoenix is a bona fide champion and star in Mexico. His single career is as good or better than his tag career over there. But they have a lot more to do together as a tag in the States. They are one of the best, if not the best. In the end, though, those two hugged it out in Eddie Kingston, uh, what you call it, reminded us that he was never technically eliminated from the Battle Royal Rumble match that happened at All Out. So he and Archer might have a one-on-one to decide who is the true number one contender for the AEW title. Before, Besides him mentioning that, though, there was no other mention of it. They're still going on with promos that Lance Archer is still going for the title, so we'll have to see. And like I was saying, they had that promo. Jake the Snake and Lance Archer did a nice promo, like in a graffiti-filled alley in the rain. It was all right. Then Matt Hardy came out and addressed the nasty fall that he did have at All Out. I thought he was going to retire, to be honest with you, the way he was acting. Um, I know his wife was pissed because he covered for AEW and he acted like everything was okay. His wife was actually in the crowd. He pointed to her and she was shaking her head the whole time. I know before the show and probably after, she Reby was backstage tearing up Tony Khan, the producers, and everybody involved in that match on Saturday night. He said he is sorry for the match that it didn't go like he wanted it to, and he's glad that he and Sammy are over with, like their rivalry, because they would have killed each other. He said when he gets cleared by the doctor, he is going for an AEW championship once he is okay to return. He said wrestling is his love and passion, and his journey is not over. 
After that, Orange Cassidy defeated uh, Halico, or whatever his name is, Jalico, and was attacked by LAX after the match. The best friends came out to help him, of course, but LAX retreated to the back. Then Chucky e. T challenged them to a match next week, and it's going to be a parking lot brawl, so that's going to be really good. The Young Bucks had a real short uh, segment. Marvez from the announce team was knocking on their door. They wouldn't answer. They wouldn't answer. They opened the door, and they actually super kicked his ass. Next, Kip Sabian came out to introduce his best man for his upcoming wedding. It was funny because he kept saying best man, and people kept coming out. At first, some chunky guy came out, and Kip plugged his Twitter for the second time during that statement, which is a dig at WWE for not letting their talent do third parties anymore. Then Brian Pillman Jr. came out and said that he got a text that said, you're the best man earlier. Kip told him, I said, nah, I said, you're the best man. Not you're my best man. And he kicked him the hell out of the ring. It was Brian Pillman Jr.'s birthday. He announced and he said he hoped he had a shitty birthday, which was funny. All right, peeps, we got to take a break real quick and we'll get back to see who was actually Kip Sabian's best man for his upcoming wedding. And if you don't know, it's a really, really big surprise. We'll be right back. All right, peeps, we're back. Remember to stick around to the end of the show to find out how you can win a WWE Elite action figure. Now, back to Kip Sabian's best man. Oh, my fucking God, it was Miro. That's right, Miro. If you don't know who Miro is, it is ex-WWE wrestler Rusev. Rusev came to the ring. He's dyed his hair blonde, which is crazy because his beard's still black. It looked a little nutty, but hey, it's a change. He said he was at a place for 10 years, a.k.a. WWE, and they kept promising him a golden ring which means you're going to get the belt one day, you're going to have a title run, what have you. He said it was bullshit. He said they could shove that golden ring up their ass. He said, my name is Miro, and I'm all elite. The place went nuts. The internet is nuts. Rusev, a.k.a. Miro, is AEW. Hangman Page cut a promo, which I could care less about. I just like his whole being drunk storyline. It's not the storyline I dislike, because normally if it was done right, that's a cool storyline. But it's just stupid, and it's a waste of what they could be doing with it. Jake Hager and La Champion teamed up to take on Sonny Kiss and my dog Joey Janela. Janela is such a huge talent. I hope he gets his proper AEW dues sometime soon. He was their first signed E, and he was injured. You know how dope... Not only it is to be AEW's first signee, but to be injured at the time, and they believe in you so much that they offer you a contract. Anyway, the match was very solid. In the end, Jericho and Hager won. Jericho legit used the fire extinguisher at the end of the match and gave Hager the opening for the win. MJF cut a scolding, excuse me, a scolding, a scathing promo and fired his whole campaign team. He tore into the Warlow, and he told him that he signs his checks, not Tony Khan. So pretty much, know your fucking role. So they said they're going to regroup, and they're going to come back stronger than ever, pretty much, and they left together. Moxley cut a promo after the commercial break about his upcoming match with Lance Archer. Like I said, they're going ahead with this Lance Archer thing, even though Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Kingston, I was going to say Eddie Edwards, even though Eddie Kingston really wasn't uh, eliminated from the match, and there should be a number one contenders match if you ask me. After that, the FTR had a celebration of their newly won tag titles. They were handing out beers. The ring was surrounded by AEW tag teams. They had balloons in the ring and all that. 
They gave all the teams outside the ring props, but they followed the props by insults. In the end, they got ice dumped on their heads by Jurassic Express, who they will be fighting next week in a non-title match. Then former ex-NXT star Tay Conte took on Nyla Rose in her AEW debut. I have to ask you, peeps, have you seen the Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero Vicious Vixen's towel and shirt? It's insane. They have it for sale. And after I wrote this, I actually noticed Vicky was wearing it. It's actually a picture of Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose in bikinis, and it says Vicious Vixen's. I can tell you, peeps, once you see it, it's a vision you can't get out of your head. I thought Nyla Rose would make short work of Conte, uh, but Conte had a very nice first showing in AEW. In the end, though, Nyla used her power to finish her off. She had a really, really good first match, though, even though she lost. Uh, they reported that the Young Bucks were fined $5,000 each for super kicking that announcer. Well, part of the broadcast team, but that's bullshit. Uh, they had Kenny Omega cut a promo to see what he was doing after All Out. It really wasn't that great. And to close out the show, they had Dustin Rhodes versus Brody Lee for the TNT title. From the jump, Dustin hit Brody from behind and whooped his ass for a while before the bell even rung. And he continued to whip Brody's ass after the bell rung, after the match officially started. In the end, though, Brody hit him with his finisher for the win. But legit, the match was a clinic of Dustin Rhodes beating the crap out of Brody Lee. After the show, Cody made an announcement. He said that he is injured, but he's not taking this ball and go home. They're doing a huge talent show. It's called Go Big or Go Home. It's hosted by that comedian Brett Streicher or Kreischer, whatever his name is. And this is like America's Got Talents, but on steroids. They got piercings. They've got fire. Crazy fucking. It just looks nuts. But Cody's going to be a judge on it. Like I said, it's a crazy competition show. Also, judging with Cody is none other than Snoop Dogg, Rosario Dawson, and another host. I will check it out, but I'm not sold on it as of yet. All right, peace. We've got to pay these bills real quick. When I get back, I got what happened on NXT, and I got some wrestling news for you. So make sure you tune back in. All right, peeps, welcome back. Remember to stick around to the end of the show to find out how you can win a WWE Elite action figure. Now, on the NXT. NXT last night had its second Tuesday night show. I thought it was just okay. It was nothing spectacular, but it wasn't that bad either. They kicked off the show with Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the NXT title, which I did like because you know I'm a huge fan of Adam Cole. Uh, but if anybody thought he was going to win a belt back after his long reign he just had, he had to be hit in the pipe. Finn Balor came, became the third NXT two-time champ in history, and I hope he does it right with good storylines and matches. I really want Balor to bring his own version of the Bullet Club to NXT, bring Prince Devitt back in full effect. That would kick ass. It looked like he hurt his knee, though, at the end of the match, or it could have been a work. Let's hope it's a work and he did not injure himself while winning like he did after he was crowned the first Universal title at SummerSlam a few years back, which me and my daughter were at. I was actually going for Seth for that match. Um, I also love the Robert Stone segment. Anything Robert Stone does in NXT is great, and the Rhea Ripley match at the end of the show was just okay in my book, but a lot of people loved it, including Triple H, who gave the lady praises for the match. So if you missed NXT, definitely check it out from last night. 
Now, even though WWE banned their wrestlers from using and selling on third-party companies, apps, what have you, they did team up with Xavier Woods, and they're opening up an Up, Up, Down, Down shop. I love Up, Up, Down, Down. It's one of the best video game shows on the internet. Check it out on YouTube. Well, a victim of WWE's new rule is Mustafa Ali. His t-shirts and merch were removed from the ProWrestlingTees.com. On to Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling star Bob Van Dam was interviewed by Wrestling Inc., where he discusses 2006 marijuana arrest that led to suspicion of him being stripped of the ECW and WWE championship titles. And he also gave his thoughts on Vince McMahon during that period. Van Dam said, what happened during the arrest? If anybody semi doesn't know what we're talking about, I had the WWE and the ECW championship and got pulled over for speeding in Ohio. The car smelled like weed and they found 18 grams of marijuana, plus we have whatever we had inside our vitamins. So Sabu right away was like, we got to call him and tell him. I'm like, what? Are you crazy? What did we tell him? I didn't think they were going to find out. But by the time we got to the arena, everybody already knew. It was on every form of media and Vince. When we saw him for the first time, he walked right by us in a hallway. He was not ready to talk to us. I was like, huh, that didn't feel good. And he was mad. A couple hours later, after he had a chance to talk to his advisors, he came up with a plan on how they were going to handle that because that wasn't plans for me to drop the championship that night and the next night. He was cool then. The next time I saw him, he said, look, you're going to be suspended for 30 days. You're going to drop the championships. Just take this 30 days and get some rest. He couldn't have been cooler. And they asked him about his thoughts on Vince McMahon. Van Dam said, he's always just been super cool to me. I know that other people see different sides of him, just like with anybody. But I got nothing but respect for him and no stories of him ever being an asshole to me or around me. Did other wrestlers ask him for advice on use of marijuana? Rob Van Dam said, yes. Wrestlers ask me for advice often. And I'm glad to give the current generation, I'm glad that the current generation is smoking marijuana and not eating handfuls of pills and alcohol like my generation did. And they're going to live longer because of that. The athletic style that requires you to really take care of yourself. You can't be out there at the bar drinking until 5 in the morning like a lot of wrestlers in the 70s and 80s did. So basically because of Rob Van Dam, wrestlers are going to live longer. He's funny. All right, peeps. Well, that's it for this episode. I wanted to bring this to you. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number one. If you want to win a WWE Elite Fiend action figure, you can do it one of two ways. You can go to Facebook, look up our group. It's called the AEW Insider, and just join our group. Boom, it's that easy. Excuse me, and you're entered in the contest. Besides that, you can go to our YouTube. Our YouTube is also under the AEW Insider. You have to be a subscriber, so if not, make sure you do that first. Besides that, pick any video, like, share, and comment. So go to YouTube under the AEW Insider, subscribe, like, share, and comment on any video, or join our Facebook group, both of them under the AEW Insider, and boom, you're in the running to win a WWE Elite 
fiend action figure. Like I said, we will be doing the giveaway when we hit 300 subs, and we're already at 221. So that's the point of these little things. They keep you guys tuning in, and they definitely get our YouTube subs up so we can make some more money and I can bring you some more content. Speaking of YouTube, I'm going to do my best to put a new video up on there tomorrow. So check out the AEW Insider on YouTube. All right, peeps, I'll be back in a couple days with a brand new show. I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you so much for always showing your support. We love you all here at the AEW Insider. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz. Ciao, peeps.